My beautifully broken friends. I hope that you enjoyed that Marilyn Monroe song. I don't know if they're going to let me keep it on here, but what a great, great song from the late, great Marilyn Monroe. The words go like this. A kiss on the hand might be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but it won't pay the rental on your humble flat or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. But square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Yes, diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> okay. I, I love Marilyn Monroe. I love that era. I, I'm a huge Grace Kelly fan. And I think my fascination with diamonds started while watching To Catch a Thief. I, I love that movie. I mean, her in her beautiful white dress with the glistening diamond necklace adorning her neck. And I'll, I'll never forget my first experience going, going to the jeweler for the first time with Greg to pick out my diamond engagement ring. It was this beautiful round cut diamond uh, solitaire with four little diamonds on each side and it was set in gold. And I uh, loved that ring until I accidentally threw it away one day. Yes, that's a true story. One of the little diamonds was loose and I put it in a baggie and of course I had a young child at the time, or possibly, no, I think just Jake, and I put it in his diaper bag, took it to the the uh, mall, to the jeweler, and they wanted entirely too much to set that small diamond, and I was so afraid of losing it. You know, they probably wanted 50 bucks or something, but it was so much. It was too much. I couldn't afford to have them put that little diamond make sure it was secure. So I put it back in the baggie, back in his backpack, forgot about it, and then hurriedly was cleaning out his backpack for some odd reason. And not until I heard the garbage truck at my door did I have a panic attack thinking, oh, did I take my diamond wedding ring out before I threw everything away? The answer to that is no. And I am still so sad to think about my gorgeous ring of love sitting in some filthy garbage dump somewhere in Phoenix. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking with my mom the other day, and, and I was trying to explain to her some of my struggles with being a widow 
as she's walking through it right now as well. And she just reached her first year without my dad. And that first year is such a hard journey. And you stumble through it and you you see the finish line of a year and you think, ah, oh, I've made some kind of accomplishment. I've done it. Only to wake up the next day and realize um, you didn't actually win a prize for making it through a year and life still sucks. And hey, guess what? Now you have to do that year all over again. It's year two and you still have to walk through all these things. And being that I am coming up on my fifth year of being a widow, I was using an analogy of a diamond to describe how my feelings about being a widow are now starting to feel a little bit like a diamond. So after I told her my diamond analogy, it, it made me start to think about diamonds. And I so I ended up doing some research on diamonds. And the Romans thought that the diamonds were splinters from falling stars, while the Greeks thought them to be the tears of the gods. There are no two diamonds that will ever be the same. Each stone has its own character. Diamonds are one of the hardest stones around and they're they're durable. You can wear them in everyday usage and then pass them down generationally. Diamonds are rare. It takes more than 250 tons of ore to be blasted, crushed, and then processed to yield just one carat of rough diamond. And then out of all the rough diamonds mined, only 20% of them are suitable for gem cutting. It takes years to make a diamond. Years of heat and pressure and endurance and then mining and more heat and filing and crushing and then cutting. And then we have the four C's of the diamond. It's carrot and cut and color and clarity. And of course, you know, I think that carrot is one of the most important ones. And I I told my husband that I felt like I deserved a carrot per each child. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Yummy Mummies on um, uh, Netflix, I think. But they are these Australian women. And the, and this is the first I've ever heard of this. They They get a push present. I was like, hold up, back it up. What the heck is a push present? Like these women are getting cars for having babies. I was like, um, I think I got a pat on the back. Like you get to stay an extra day in the hospital for this one. <laughs> That's your push present. You get like an extra day alone with the baby while somebody else takes care of the kids. Um, I don't know. Where was I when the push present was going on? Oh, I missed out. Anyways, he didn't feel the same way about the whole four carat thing. I mean, he told me I definitely deserved it, but somehow it never magically ended up in like my Christmas stocking or anything. So, uh, well, I missed out on that one, I guess. But I was listening to 
a diamond expert talk about the four C's and how many people put too much emphasis on the clarity. Like you can't have, there are diamonds come with inclusions, which are like little black marks in them. But he was saying most diamonds are cut in a way where the inclusions, the little black specks are even hard to see under a microscope. So the jewelers try to sell you on the fact of, oh, you need like such a great clarity when when really the, the, the most important thing you should be worrying about in your diamond is the cut. Because the cut, even if you have tiny microscopic black little things in your diamond inclusions, the, the master jeweler can cut it in such a way where he makes the facets in the diamond create such a brilliance that you can't even see the flaws that are in the diamond because he takes his time and expertly chips away at this diamond to cut it in such a way where all you see in the sunlight when you turn that diamond around and around are just these millions of different little facets and they're all sparkling in the sunlight and you don't even see the flaws in that diamond. This was how I was trying to describe my widow's journey to my mom. I, at year five, am now trying to see my widowhood as just one facet of my life. Instead of just seeing this giant boulder that's just filled with inclusions, filled with flaws, filled with pain and heartache and struggle, instead of just identifying as that person, I'm trying to see that there's so much more to who God created me to be. The widow facet doesn't shine when it's all I see. But when I move it around with who else God made me to be, that widow facet, it shines and it, it bounces off of the other things that I am. You know, I, I tend to wear my widowhood as the mantle, the, the boulder of my life. This is who I am. I'm Lori Rollinger, the widow. But I forget that there's, there's so many other things that make up who, who I am. And, and I think for so long, I was in that pit of seeing myself as one thing, that, that, that my greatest hurt, my biggest struggle, I named myself that pain. Good news though, it only took me five years, but here I am and, and I'm questioning how I'm looking at my life and, and I'm realizing that I have lied to myself in taking up that mantle of seeing myself as only this one thing, as only this one pain. I am so much more than just the widow. I am a mother. I am a friend. I am a daughter. I'm a sister. I am strong. I am resilient. I am the person 
who when the tow truck guy came to my home and was trying to explain things to me, got underneath my car and made him show me what was going on. That is who I am. That was never the person that I was without the struggle. I am the person who is having to figure out life and I'm, I'm doing an okay job at it. I was so many things before Greg got sick. But because of the illness and, and the hardship and the struggle that I went through with him and then his death and, and all that that has done to my life and, you know, feeling like I was ruined and, and I, I had to start over and figure out who I was and, and single parenting and, and all the things that I've gone through. They have only made my diamond that much more multifaceted. And now I am seeing all the facets that that one struggle, that one pressure has put into my life. In Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, it, it has such a great message to it. And I know I've used these verses before, but... I'm going to use them again because they just speak such great words to me. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us because of what we struggle with, because of what we endure, because we don't give up, because we keep on trusting God, because he is faithful. The character that then is built within us is something that we wouldn't have experienced without that struggle. And while <laughs> there are so many times where I wish my life could be different. If, if I could have gone through my life with Greg, that's the, that's the path that I would have chose. But that wasn't the path that I was able to choose. And God sees the bigger picture. I don't get it. I'll never understand it until I get to heaven. But I trust him. And he has been faithful to me. And I know that even in my desperate, broken, crushed, heated, pressurized life, that he is making a beautiful, multifaceted, something shiny and glittery that I hope reflects his goodness in my life. That's what he's doing, not only in my life, but also in your life. Friends, if you're struggling today because you've named yourself, whatever your problem, your habit, your hang up, your hurt, your pain is in your life. If you have identified with that one thing and failed to see the bigger picture of what God is doing, can I just tell you, take a step back, look at your diamond. You are more than just that one thing. You are multifaceted. 
you're beautiful. You can sparkle and shine. And if you give all of that pain, all of that hurt, all of that struggle to God and say, God, help me to see what else you are doing in my life. Help me to see how you are using that pain to produce something with purpose. God's going to do it. Let me just encourage you today that you are more than what you see. And diamonds really are a girl's best friend. Let me pray for you, friend. God, thank you that you don't give up on us. Thank you that you take the pain and the pressure and and the struggle and you use it to create something beautiful, something strong, something that endures, that you take it and you build our character. And God, help us to reflect your goodness and your glory back through what you're producing in our lives. We pray these things in your name. Amen.